Um, the passage of scripture we'll be reading from today and using that Phil will talk over is Ephesians 5, 15 to 21. Um, I think it'll be on the screen and you can look at it in your app or in your Bible too. Um, Paul says to the Ephesians, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jacob. Can you give it up for youth pastor Jacob Kingsley? Well, good morning. Some of you are awake. Hopefully you will be soon. I am so excited for this morning. I don't know, maybe it's Super Bowl day. There's just something in the air, but I don't think it's NFL football. I think it's something called the Holy Spirit that we're going to be diving into right now. Um, In the mid-1900s, there was a Chinese evangelist and preacher of the gospel named Watchman Nee. Isn't that an awesome name? Watchman Nee. Well, In uh, the mid-years of his life, he was imprisoned for his faith for the rest of his life. He died in prison. And uh, he was imprisoned for his faith and for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this man, Watchman Nee, wrote some amazing books on the life of the believer through the power of the Holy Spirit. All his books has to do with Christian living through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. He says this. Too many Christians are caught acting as Christians. Wow. We live in America, and a lot of us can say amen to that. Too many Christians are caught acting as Christians. The life of many Christians today is largely pretense. Would you agree? He wrote this in probably about the 40s or 50s, and it's still the same today. They live a spiritual life, talk a spiritual language that we now call Christianese, adopt spiritual attitudes, but they are doing the whole thing themselves. It is the effort involved that should reveal to them that something is wrong. Our life is the life of Christ mediated in us by the indwelling Holy Spirit himself, and the law of that life is spontaneous. Not forced, not contrived, not artificial, but spontaneous. Listen to this. Nothing, nothing is so hurtful to the life of a Christian as acting. Hmm. Nothing so blessed as when our outward efforts cease and our attitudes become natural. Imagine that. When our words, our prayers, our very life all become a spontaneous and unforced expression of the life within. Would you pray with me? Father, we need your Holy Spirit as we're going to see in our first point, our desperate need for your spirit. And I ask right now that those who've never experienced the Holy Spirit or opened their hearts or opened their eyes to the person of God, the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit would see you in fresh new ways. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Speak through me. 
close my mouth when I'm not supposed to be saying what I, need, what I think I should be saying and fill my mouth with your words of heaven through the word of God empowered by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Today we're going to discover our deep need for the Holy Spirit to fill us. Now I do understand that many of us come from Christian backgrounds and different denominations and different teachings of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of you, including myself, self come from legalistic and maybe even some misguided teaching uh, uh, churches. And we're burned from that. And so we don't even want to talk about the filling of the Spirit because we think the pastor's going to pull out some snakes. And people are going to fall all over the place. But we have to talk about the Spirit because we need the filling of the Spirit. So our point one is we need and desperately need the Spirit. And I'm going to ask you because these sermons on healthy spirituality are so jam-packed and I go so quick and I'm exhausted by the end. But you can't keep up with me all the time and I get that. And so you have sermon notes. Hopefully you got that with your welcome card. Would you pull those out? And we actually have the lights, the house lights, as high as they can go for you to see. These are for you to take home, and there's extra scriptures on here that maybe I may not cover. And um, I want you to take it personally and, and, and take ownership and do this yourself and look at what I'm saying and test what I'm saying in the Word of God and take your Christian faith seriously. And so if you missed last week when we did the first part of the Holy Spirit, looking at the DNA of the Holy Spirit, what is the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit do, and, or does, what does he do? And, um, and then we also looked at our partnership, our relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you did not get to, to hear that or you need to hear it again, you can go on our brand new phone app, y'all, and you can go to the media and the listen link and you can listen to it. You can also find it on our website. I also, last night, we put uh, a video called uh, The Seven Reasons We Need the Holy Spirit on our phone app and on our Facebook page. You need to watch that because it will encourage you and it will educate you as far as what the Holy Spirit does and what he wants to do in our lives. So we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. If you don't believe me, Jesus said to us in John 15, he said, you can do absolutely what? Nothing. Apart from the life of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit in you and working in you. Let me say that again. You, Phil, can do absolutely nothing apart from the Holy Spirit working in us through the acts and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We can do nothing. You can try. You can be a Christian. And you can be going to church and serving in a ministry. And you can be serving and praising God until your lips are blue. But if you don't have the Spirit in you and filling you and operating in the Spirit, you are doing it in your own strength, as Watchman Nee said. And so we can do absolutely nothing without the Holy Spirit being active in our life, being present in our lives, and leading and guiding and filling us. This isn't taught much in the church today, but here at Elevation in Blanchester, Ohio today, we are going to talk about the Holy Spirit and our desperate need for the Holy Spirit. And as we saw in uh, Jacob's uh, reading of Ephesians 5, we get this theme for today, this theme, it's on your notes, and it says this, 
in order to walk wisely. In order to walk wisely. To stand strong in this fallen, sinful world. To understand and to live in the ways of the Lord. Read that line with me. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit. In order for us to live wisely, to stand firm and strong in this world, to understand and live in the ways of the, excuse me, the Lord, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. One of my daily devotionals by Jesus, Call, uh, Jesus Calling by Sarah Young, she says this in the perspective of writing from the heart of Jesus Christ to us. When my presence is the focal point, When my presence, the Holy Spirit, the living presence of God is the focal point of your life and your consciousness, all the places of your life fall into place. Feel out of balance? Feel out of alignment? It's probably because some of the areas in your life are not focused on God the Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and being in alignment. And we have to then get back in alignment. So she says, as you gaze at me through the eyes of your heart, you can see the world around you from my perspective. And so I want to give you an illustration of what the Spirit is and what we're designed to be by this basketball. Many of you know, everybody, this is a basketball. Okay, You do not play soccer with this. You do not play football with this. You're not going to see this at the Super Bowl tonight. This is a basketball. It is designed with a purpose. It also was created and made for a specific function, for the sport basketball. It's made for you to grip the ball. It's made for you to throw and pass the ball. It's made for you to dribble the ball. And it's made to fit in this little hoop. And if it's too big, it's not going to fit in the hoop. So it is made perfectly for a purpose and a designed function. So do we have any high school or junior high basketball players here? Brant, come on up. Let's give it up for Brant. Bando. Lanchester Wildcats. All right. And so Brant is going to show you now Something that was designed for a purpose and a function, when put to use, can be done effectively. So what I want you to do is I want you to catch the ball, and I want you to start dribbling the ball. Ready? Go. Dribble. Come on. Why not? Come on. Come on. You can't dribble that ball? Why can't you dribble the ball, Mr. Varsity, but you know, basketball? What's the problem? I mean, it looks like a basketball. It's got the design of a basketball. There's no holes in it. I mean, oh, it's flat. Oh, so it needs to be filled with air, right? It needs to be filled. So it's designed for a purpose, and it's created for a function. But if it's not filled, it can't be used. (laughs) Ball drop. And so, Brant, I want you to fill this ball. As I say, a very important point. Got it? Is he really a part of the varsity team? No, No, I hear he's awesome. Um, Here's an important part. 
in our spiritual lives. The moment you accept Jesus into your life, you believe in all of your heart. Don't be too distracted. You believe in all your heart that he is Lord. You've accepted his salvation, his sacrifice on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. The Bible says when you believe in your heart sincerely with all that you have and you confess your sins to the Lord and you receive Jesus as Lord in your life, the Bible says at that moment you are saved. Any other teaching to that is unbiblical. And it is false truth. But here's another thing. Is it, is it, is it full? And so can you, can you now show us how it's properly to be used? Could you dribble now? Oh, there it goes. Can we give it up for Brant Bando? Thanks, buddy. At that moment of salvation, at that moment of salvation, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which is the presence of the living God, comes in with all its fullness. Now, this goes against some unbiblical, misguided teachings on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, we're not going to get on that. You can look it up, and you can, uh, a great resource is Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. He explains it very, very uh, well and in much detail. But, unlike the teaching of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, not the teaching, let me say misguided teachings of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and unlike we see in the Old Testament days, And even in the New Testament days, when the disciples went to the upper room, they were not filled with the Spirit yet. They went to the upper room and they waited for the Spirit to come. In a moment of history, to come for the first time from heaven to earth as a mighty rushing wind, as tongues of fire, and fill his people permanently. That is the difference. In the Old Testament days, the Spirit of God would reside and be there and serve a purpose and empower his people, but at certain times in biblical history, he would leave. The Spirit would depart. And we see King David in Psalms 51 saying, after his sin with Bathsheba, he's saying, Holy Spirit, do not take your Holy Spirit from me, but restore the Spirit of my salvation. What David's saying is, if your Spirit leaves, I am nothing. And he was desperate for the Holy Spirit. And so we don't have to wait for the Holy Spirit. When you genuinely receive Christ as your Lord, the Bible says you are converted from death to life. You know how you do that? Yes, it's through the power of the cross, through Jesus Christ, his death, his sinless life, his death and his resurrection and his ascension to heaven. But it's through the Holy Spirit changing us in our spirits from death to life. You don't have to wait for that, church. You don't have to get on your knees and put your face on the ground and say, Holy Spirit, I need you in my life. Come, I'm waiting for you. He's there. You don't have to go on Amazon and order the Holy Spirit and wait for the package to come to your front door. The Spirit of God is in every person who believes in Jesus Christ and has received him as Lord, converted from death to life. The Holy Spirit comes and permanently stays. 
But we have to be filled with the Spirit. And in order to be filled with the Spirit, we need to open our hearts to the Spirit. We need to allow the Spirit to have His way. We have to open the package. It's there. It's inside every believer. But you have to surrender to it and let Him have His rightful place. And so we need to understand our desperate need for the Holy Spirit. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. And on your notes, you will see this. That we need the Holy Spirit for salvation. Through the power of Christ Jesus, we need the Spirit for transformation. We're being transformed. We are saved in an instant and we will always be saved because the Spirit permanently resides in us. But we are supposed to walk and look like Jesus Christ more and more and more and more. That's called transformation. Sanctification. That comes from the Holy Spirit. And we also need the filling of the Holy Spirit for what? For power. And for life, as you see in your notes, we need power to share Christ boldly. We need power to have hope and to be the hope in a hopeless world. Can I get an amen? We need power to know the fullness of God. Do you know the fullness of God? If not, you need the Holy Spirit to help you understand. There's power for spiritual gifts given to every believer for the spreading of the gospel and giving evidence to the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. I love this scripture. 2 Peter 1.3 His divine power has given us everything for life and godliness. His divine spirit. His dutamos power. Dynamite power. His Holy Spirit has given us just a little bit for life and godliness. No. When the Holy Spirit takes residence in your life, He's everything you will ever need. It's how much space and how much control and how much room you give the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 2.10 says that Daniel, Phil, Dale, Peggy, we were created, put your name in there, you were created as his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, where do those good works come from? The Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Because apart from the Spirit, you can do nothing. Is anyone getting that this morning? The Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us and works in and through us. But we have to open the package. We have to trust Him. And we have to allow Him to have His way. And this is on your notes as well. But we need to understand this. Church, let this, let this go down deep. The Holy Spirit is a person, not an it. But the Holy Spirit is the invisible presence of God. Did you get that? The Holy Spirit is the invisible visible presence of God. Made visible through you. You want to see God? Allow the Spirit to have His way in you. You want to see the visible presence of God? Let the Holy Spirit have His 
way. Because that's how we're going to see God is through the Holy Spirit in you and through you. As a church here at Elevation Community Church, I don't want to be known necessarily for our good music and our good kids program. I want to be known that holy smokes, there is something different in these people when they worship. I am seeing the presence of God. I'm feeling the presence of God. That's the Holy Spirit in and through you. How cool is that? The definition of the Holy Spirit, of being filled with the Holy Spirit, is to live with every conscious area of your life. Yielded, submitted, dedicated, consumed by the Holy Spirit in your life. Being filled with the Spirit is marked by a person who is being consumed, who is dedicating their life every moment and conscious thought to the working of the Holy Spirit. And so the Apostle Paul in Ephesians that we just read when he says, be filled with the Spirit, not with wine, but be drunk in the Spirit. What he's saying to us today is that rather than being filled with wine, which means when you're filled with wine, not just a little bit of wine, okay? We won't get into that. But when you're filled and consumed and controlled and intoxicated by wine, that is you being under the influence of wine. Rather than that, is saying be filled, be full of the Holy Spirit. He's saying be under the control of the Spirit you need to take an inventory in your life and say, what am I under the control of right now? What is controlling my thoughts and my habits and my actions? And is it under the influence of the Holy Spirit? We hear the phrase, full of the Holy Spirit, right? All that means is the person who habitually, consistently, continually dedicates their lives and lives their life with every area of his or her life under the control of the Spirit. This is not a one-time experience, y'all. This is a constant filling. Just as a ball will lose air or a tire in a car through different seasons of their lives will lose air, we need to continually fill our lives with the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit, by the way, means to be continually, moment by moment, filled with the Holy Spirit. So to wrap up this point and to move on to our application, I want to say just a few things. We can do absolutely nothing apart from the life of Christ in our lives, empowered by the Holy Spirit. But we have to open our hearts to the Holy Spirit. We have to trust the Holy Spirit. And we have to allow him access to get in the driver's seat of our car, our life, and take over. Which leads us into our life application. And there's going to be in a moment three gestures, three steps that I'm going to give you to practice and apply in your life. And if you do those three steps and you trust in the Holy Spirit and you get out of the way, I promise you, you're going to see the Spirit move in and through your lives. It's not a formula. It's not a magic pill. It's called the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to take a minute before we get into those three steps, and I want every single person 
to just stop what you're doing, taking notes, looking at the phone app, whatever it is. I want you to just focus on what I'm saying. This is the most important thing I could ever say in this sermon. If you have never given your life over to Jesus Christ, if you have never believed Jesus Christ as Lord, and that he came and he lived a sinless life, and he is the way, the truth, the life, and he is the way to the Father, the only way to heaven, and apart from him, we will be in eternal separation from God forever because of our sin. If you have never received the salvation that was paid for you by Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, the Holy Spirit does not live in you. The Holy Spirit is not dwelling in you. And you are a dead man, a dead woman walking. You have no spiritual life in you. You're just doing good deeds. You can go to church. You can you can. Even act like a Christian. I mean, you can believe with all that you have that you're a Christian, but if you don't truly believe in Jesus Christ and receive his salvation work in your life, you do not have the Spirit of God in you. I hope that scares you, not scares you in a fearful way to, to just jump into salvation, but I hope that lets you know the reality that without Jesus Christ, you have nothing. And so I'm going to give you the opportunity before we even finish this message to accept Jesus as your Lord because it says when we believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, the way, the truth, the life, and we receive him and we allow him to forgive our sins and we allow him to be Lord, it says in that moment we are saved and in that moment the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us. I want you to have that. I want you to have that. And if you leave this place without it, we're still going to pray for you. But I tell you what, you have a choice. You have a choice to live a dead man walking, or you have a choice to be filled with the Spirit by the salvation of Jesus Christ and to have life and have it to the full. And so I want everybody where you're at to bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you're hearing my voice and you... No, Jesus has saved you and he lives inside of you. I still want you to pray this prayer with me. And I want everybody to repeat after me. And if this is you and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, who loves you and paid the penalty of your sin for you, I want you to repeat after me with everything you have and with all sincerity. And would you all repeat after me? Jesus I believe that you died for me. I believe you are the way. I believe you are the truth and the life. I know I have sinned against you. And I deserve separation from you forever. But I accept the free gift from Jesus. As the forgiveness of my sins and the salvation of my life, I ask you to come into my heart. Change me. Make me new. And let me serve you all my days.
In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, God's presence designed you to to be the vessel and the place for His Holy Spirit. And so now we can move forward. So if we're... If we are to be influenced and under the control of the Holy Spirit, we need to be filled in with the Spirit moment by moment by moment. Why? Well, as you can see, there's different levels of water. We all leak. The Bible calls us jars of clay. You know what jars of clay are? They're very fragile, dry clay. They have cracks. And when you pour water into them, they leak. You leak, y'all. You have sin in your life. You're... You're broken vessels and you leak and so you need a continual filling of God's holy presence in your life. There's another reason why we need a continual filling of our lives because if we're operating like we should be as believers in Christ, we should be allowing the Holy Spirit to pour through us, right? How many of you know that when I pour some water out of this glass here, that now there is water missing in my glass. When the Holy Spirit is poured out of you and you are allowing the Holy Spirit to work in and through you, there is an empty spot there that you have to fill, just like Jesus Christ. He got a way to get filled with the presence of God. What are you filling that void with? That is very important. Are you going back to the presence of God and abiding in Him and getting in alignment and allowing Him to fill you back up? Or are you allowing the media and the world and everything busyness to fill that void? And so there's three postures that we need to make that continue this lifestyle of being filled and seeing the Holy Spirit work in and through us. And so they're on your notes. But by the end, we're going to practice it together. So the first one. I'm going to relate this illustration of these three steps to a dance. Now, I know some of you have no rhythm in your body. I know some of you have never danced in your life. I'm not talking about a physical dance. I'm talking about a spiritual dance relationship. And so the first thing we have to do is we have to welcome the Holy Spirit onto the dance floor of our lives. We have to welcome him to join us. We have to surrender We have to let the Holy Spirit in. How many of you know you go to a dance competition and it's a couple's dance competition and there's one person just dancing by himself? They look like a fool because a dance couple's competition is made for two people. It takes two to tango. And so we need to welcome the Holy Spirit. And this position is like this. We welcome the Holy Spirit to join us. We welcome the Holy Spirit to have his way. But we also welcome the Holy Spirit to have his rightful place. How many of you know that there are two roles in a dancing couple? Number one is the leader. The second one is the follower. Can you imagine if both are trying to lead? Doesn't work. The Holy Spirit always, always should be leading. Because if you're leading, that means you are leading out of your own strength and your own flesh. So we need to welcome the Holy Spirit to join us, and we need to welcome the Holy Spirit to take his rightful place. This is called a posture, an open posture. Just do it real quick for me. Hold your hands out right in front of you, palms up. This is open. You can receive and you can give, right? You can receive and you can give. Now close your fist. Close your fist. Now this is called a closed fist position, and it's rooted from pride. 
Mine. My son says that now, and it drives me crazy. Mine, 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 mine. It's mine. And until I want something, I'm not going to open up until I want it. And this is rooted by pride and selfishness. Now, do me a favor. Turn to the person next to you with a closed fist and shake their hands. Go ahead. It doesn't work, does it? There is no embrace. There's no impact. There's no relationship. And so with this Holy Spirit, we're trying and we know the Holy Spirit's there. God, would you move in my life? God, would you do this? But we're doing this. And we're bumping up and rubbing against the Holy Spirit, but nothing's happening because we haven't opened ourselves to him. We haven't surrendered to him. Jonathan Kahn says this. He says, a closed vessel can never contain anything larger than its own size. But an open vessel has no limitations. Only by opening yourself up can you come to know that which you don't already know. And only by becoming an open vessel can you contain that which is greater than yourself. If you put a lid on this jar, you can try to pour into it, but it's going to repel off of it. You're not going to fill this up. So we welcome the Holy Spirit to come and join us. And we welcome the Holy Spirit to take his leadership role in our lives. The next step in the dance is we walk in the Spirit. I know this doesn't look like walking, but it's the alignment we've been talking about the last three weeks. We walk with the Holy Spirit. Wherever he goes, whatever he thinks, whatever he says, whatever he feels, whatever he does, we're in alignment and we're moving with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 to 26 says, uh, no, excuse me, 5, 16 through 17 says, walk by the Spirit. Say that, walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walk by the Spirit. Well, the temptation's here. Well, keep walking because the Holy Spirit has its rightful place in our lives. Are you with me? So we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in this dance. He leads the type of dance. He leads the style, and he leads the pace, and he leads the rhythm of the dance. Not you. Sometimes the dance and the relationship with the Holy Spirit is laid back. It's peaceful. It's calm. It's wonderful. And sometimes it is rocking and rolling, baby. And the Holy Spirit is moving and coming with great power. And he's moving in and through you. But don't be mistaken, church. Whenever the Holy Spirit moves, there is not chaos. There is not disorder. And there is not stress, and anxiety. So life is crazy right now, but when you're dancing with the Holy Spirit, you're welcoming him in, and you're aligning yourself by walking in the Spirit. Stress has no place. Anxiety has no place. Worry and fear has no place because the Spirit is leading. And so I ask this to you. Yes, you are going to stumble. Yes, you are going to step on the Holy Spirit's feet as you try to take the lead, and sometimes you're going to stumble and fall on your face. That's okay. Because the Holy Spirit's not going to check off, check out, walk off the dance floor and leave you there. The Holy Spirit promises that he will never leave you or forsake you. Get up. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill you, take his rightful place, 
and start dancing again. You need to remain in the Spirit. Where's your time being invested? Where's your thoughts? Where's your actions? Where's your habits? Where's your calendar? What, what's, what's your calendar look like? What does your money book look like? Is it in line with what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life? Take as much time every day, church. This is practical. We got the welcome, and now we got the walk. We take time in our practical daily lives to give the Spirit control. Ask Him to lead and strengthen you. Ask Him to help you and give you the power to face the person at your job who is talking behind your back and offending you. Moms, some of you are full-time moms at home. And even some of you homeschool your children. God bless you. Can you take time every morning, moms, to stop? To try to get in the center of the whirlwind that is just going around the busyness and the chaos and kids, mom, 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 right? Stop. Say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you to strengthen me. And as I'm teaching the kids, you need to be teaching me. I need you to come and calm so that my kids would see you through me. You may be retired. Or you may be out of work looking for work. And you're wondering what God's plans and purposes are for your season of life right now. Welcome the Holy Spirit and say, Spirit, I need you. And I'm going to walk with you. But ask him this. Say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes and show me where you're working. And then when he shows you where he's working and where he's moving, join him. That's what you're supposed to be doing. That's your purpose. And let me say this. If we didn't do this at Elevation, Elevation Community Church would not exist. When we got together seven years ago and we said, what are we to do? We all got together, us leaders and families. You remember this, Phil? And we said, Holy Spirit, you need to show us where you're working. You need to show us where you're moving because you're not moving right here for us. Where are you working? And do you know where he was working? In Blanchester, Ohio. And we came here surrendered and walking in and by the Spirit. And look what He is doing. So you watch and you walk and you stay in step with the Spirit. So you welcome the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit. And the last thing is you watch. You watch. You watch the Spirit move because it's the Spirit in you and through you and it's not you doing the work. It's just you being a clear conduit, being obedient and walking where the Spirit walks and saying what the Spirit speaks. This is not rocket science, nor is this for special spiritual people. This is for everyone who says they are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is for you. Now we need to live in it. Galatians 5, as we watch, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is the fruit of the Spirit that we need to watch when we're welcoming Him in and when we're walking in the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit will come. 
And may I say something? All of these jars are filled with red. It kind of looks like orange. But they're filled with red dye, and it's not because of sin. This is not a symbolism of sin. It's because of Valentine's Day. And what is Valentine's Day all about? Love. But let me say something. When the Spirit of God is in you, that means that the living presence of God, get this, the living presence of God is in you. And do you know what characteristic defines God more than any other characteristic? Is his love. God is love. That is what is filled in your life. And if you are allowing the Holy Spirit to be activated in your life, and you are walking in the Spirit, guess what you're going to be? You're going to be pouring out love. Not judgment, not hate, not bitterness. Love. God is love. Jesus said, you will know. Everyone will know that you are my followers, and you're filled with the Holy Spirit because of your love. The Apostle Paul said you could operate in any of the fruits of the Spirit. You can operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Tongues, prophecy, faith, generosity, helps, hospitality. And you don't have love, you're nothing. So if the Spirit is in us and we're walking in the Spirit, people will know because we will be overflowing with love. But we have to make the choice. We have to make the choice. Our 222 group this Thursday when we met. By the way, guys, you're invited on Thursday mornings at Panera to come to our awesome 222 group. There's no one like it. Whatever. Anyways, yeah, where's the love? Oh, yeah, where's the love? (laughs) Anyways, we were just talking about our life is filled with choices. My wife and I have to lovingly, and we made a pact not to ever get mad at each other for saying, you have a choice. Every morning you wake up, you have a choice to surrender to the Holy Spirit or not. Every day you have a choice whether to speak what's on your mind or not. You have a choice. And now I want to get real. You come home, spouses. From a long day of work. You're exhausted and you're tired. And you know before you even walk in the door. That all your expectations for a wonderful evening have been obliterated. Even before you walked in the door and spoke a word. Can I encourage you to take a moment. Take a time out. And say Holy Spirit I welcome you. I welcome you to take over. And I want to walk in your ways. I want to renew my mind, which comes from your spirit. And I want to serve my wife. I need to get out of the way. I want to serve my children. And I want my wife and my children to see Christ in me. Holy Spirit, would you do that? It takes 15 seconds to surrender to the spirit. Make a choice. If you call Elevation Community Church your home. And Alan Umbersaw, would you come on up and we'll, uh, Jacob, do you still have the microphone? If you could get the microphone, Alan Umbersaw, come on up. If you attend ECC regularly and you call ECC your home, would you do me a favor and listen? Listen up. Listen to my heart. Let me ask you this. Have you ever welcomed the Holy Spirit and asked the Holy Spirit 
Listen to me, I know it's distracting. Have you ever welcomed the Holy Spirit and asked the Holy Spirit, Spirit, show me where at Elevation Community Church that I can be serving. Holy Spirit, show me where I need to be involved and connected and be your hands and feet. Because our church can only be a church by the people who are a part of it and serving it. And so many churches and so many organizations, and I'm so tired of this, but I know that it's just the patterns of us working out of the Holy Spirit, or let, let's say apart from the Holy Spirit, is 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. That's not right. And that's not how the church is supposed to be built. In Acts, we see the church giving up their gifts and their talents and their resources where nobody was with lack. Everyone had what they needed. I get it. There's only one service. I get it. And we're doing everything we can to go to two services. But if we don't get more than 20% doing 80% of the work, we can't go to two services. Everybody has a part to play. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you come here, you have a part to play. So get in the game. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Maybe you're serving in a place that the Holy Spirit never called you to serve. Maybe he's calling you somewhere else where you really in your flesh don't want to go. And so with that, before Alan speaks, I want us to do these motions. And I want us to put our hands out in front of us and I want us to close our eyes if we could. In your own way, I just want you to invite the Holy Spirit as the band comes up. Invite the Holy Spirit to take over in your life. And let me even just ask you, bring to mind one thing in your life, one area in your life where you know you need the Holy Spirit to lead and fill you. One area. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your parenting. Maybe it's your neighbors. Take your hands and surrender and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life and I welcome you to take the lead. And now during the week, you're going to extend your hands during the week and you're going to be in alignment with the Holy Spirit. And it's one step at a time. Spirit, where are you moving? One step at a time. Spirit, what are you doing? And then when you do that, guys, watch. Watch. At Elevation Community Church, watch. Because the Holy Spirit will take his rightful place. Alan, would you just share briefly before the worship?